It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Very good evening. Welcome to Red Friday ahead of the start of the post-split fixtures. And after the massive disappointment of Hamden last Sunday, the focus is now on ensuring that European football returns next season, courtesy of our league position. And we start with a trip to Rugby Park and a clash against the team ahead of us in goal difference. In third, that's Kilmarnock. We'll have all the build-up, plus the rest of the weekend football and the latest in the predictor. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me, Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway. And Andrew, we're not going to spend too much talking or picking the bones out of last Sunday. Let, let's just say that if anything could go wrong, it did. It did, and it was just an instantly forgettable day, sadly. Uh, we went there with high hopes, and by half-time, you felt it was going pear-shaped thinking it can't get worse it did and you know we slunk away with our tails between our legs and fair play to Celtic uh, once again they brought their A game to a big game against Aberdeen thoroughly deserved the victory and uh, as you say now for the Dons it's a case of concentrating these last five league games and ensure that we have European football to look forward to next season basically five cup finals to go Dave yeah, um, just to touch on last weekend, I, I, it was the day that, that promised so much, didn't it? We all had so much hope and optimism and it delivered only bitter disappointment. But the bottom line is, as all the guys at Pataudry are telling us, we can't do anything about it now. We have to totally focus on hopefully getting five wins to round off the campaign and that would be enough to, to get us into Europe once again for the umpteenth time in a row Derek McInnes though says away at Kilmarnock tomorrow only a top performance will do we've got a good record against Kilmarnock and we're going to have to play well to maintain that because they're a good side you know like I've said before a lot of teams can show form over a period of months and maybe over a season Kilmarnock have been a bit more than that under Steve for the last few while 18 months or so they've been very good uh, and rightly, that's been recognised by the vast majority, the good work been done there. So we've got a tough job on our hands, there's no doubt. But we go there with uh, high expectations for ourselves and uh, and hopefully, as I say, the, the intention of making us a difficult opponent for Kilmarnock. And uh, the squad, it's pretty threadbare at the moment with uh, the various people out and uh, suspension, of course, uh, rules Lewis Ferguson out tomorrow. Yeah, um... I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, Aberdeen have been unable to pick a full-strength squad virtually all season. And yet, you know, everybody's giving huge praise to Kilmarnock, but they haven't gotten themselves ahead of us in terms of points. They're three goals better off goal difference-wise. But, you know, it's it's such a fine line between third and fourth at the moment. If Aberdeen can win at Rugby Park tomorrow, which, remember, they have done in the last 10 occasions they've visited Kilmarnock, um, you know... It's a giant step towards qualifying for Europe. It is. Um, there, there's no doubt uh, getting into Europe, it, it's, it really is, it's not the be-all and end-all, obviously, but it is one of the main targets every single season. It means so much to the club, financially, prestige, and otherwise it well and truly puts Aberdeen Football Club on the map. As for the way ahead, Andy Considine, he's targeting a grandstand finish after last weekend's bitter disappointments. I felt it was it was a real hard one to swallow, but at the same time, these kind of games happen in football. And looking forward to the remaining five games that um, we'll be looking to take maximum points from, from obviously from them all. I think that's the only way we need to look at it. You know, all being well, if results go at the weekend, we we look after ourselves. We can we can close the gap. You know, on, on the two teams above us. The main thing for us is 
trying to get off the second or third. You know, I still think second is uh, is achievable. A lot can happen in five games. Yeah, a lot can happen, and uh, we, we're you know we're we've been in Europe regularly. We've normally finished second. We've normally by this time often we're already not last season, but the the couple of seasons before that we're already assured of European football by this time. So in some ways, it's good to have quite something substantial to play for well that's the thing because uh, there have been seasons where as you say by March we've been guaranteed second place Uh, the European slot is is sorted out and then you've rather freewheeled towards the finishing line and the season has ended rather on a a damp note this time like last season there's everything to play for and we saw last year when there was that carrot dangling in front of the players they fought their way right through to the end of the season I mean you'll probably recall we were sitting there at Celtic Park on the last day of the season laughing oh that's Hibs 3-0 up we don't have to worry what happens here Ten minutes later, it was, oh God, Rangers are winning 5-3. We've got to win here. And win we did. So I think when, you know, there is uh, something to play for, the players still have that desire to get over the line. Yeah, and uh, the draw wasn't kind to us in in Europe last year. Um, (laughs) Memorable, though, the the games were. But we, we would like to... Make sure we're back in the, the hat. And of course, it would be the first qualifying round for all the clubs that to progress to the Europa League. It's become a habit and a very, very good one for Aberdeen. Year after year after year, they have made it into continental football. And, uh, you know, we, we expect no less over the coming few games. Um, The manager says Aberdeen are very well placed to ensure another Europa League place. I think we are round about where we were in terms of four points worse off from last season. I think we've scored two more goals, conceded one more goal. So we're roughly where we normally are at this stage of the season, but we've got challenges now um, for that final European spot and it's important that we try and... uh, get the wins and the points required to make sure we guarantee European football and I've, I've every confidence we can do it. And a win tomorrow uh, would certainly go a long way towards that with everyone having to play everybody else. Well, that's the thing. You know, you're, you're looking at now that, that we're into the post-split fixtures, nobody has an easy game because you're always playing the sides round about you and these games become six-pointers and they, you know, a victory, as we say, at Rugby Park tomorrow would be a giant step towards achieving the aim that we all want, uh, preferably to go to mainland Europe this time instead of to deepest, darkest Lancashire. Um, fun <laughs> though it was, um, and we all enjoyed going down to Burnley, we'd rather go to somewhere where they don't speak English. And, and you, the, <laughs> to do it in Burnley. No, no. <laughs> uh, and the two teams below us, Dave, they're playing the old firm, you know, so you expect perhaps something is going to give there. So it is a huge one for us to go and get the, the win down at Rugby Park. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if something gives in both of the other uh, fixtures that are uh, most important to us. We have to, though, you know, take advantage by, by getting that victory. There's so much determination in the camp. And Andy Considine says that everybody is just really focused and determined to, to make it to Europe yet again. It's huge. Um, I think it's definitely something that you look forward to, you know, during your, your summer break, um, knowing that you're going into playing European competition. You're always looking, f- can't wait to kind of find out the fixture, you know, of who you're playing. Um, and we've been lucky enough over the 
past four years, four or five years that we've we've been involved and we've had some fantastic ties, played some incredible teams uh, and you want to be a part of that. I think it sets you up you know, nicely for the coming season. We want to be involved in European football and um, you know that starts on, on Saturday. Let's hear from the Kilmarnock boss, that's Steve Clark. Last year in the post-split fixtures, I think we managed to pick up four points and if we could beat that this year then that would be great because it would take us past the points total from last year which I think would set a, a new commandment record so we've got a lot to play for and, and not really a lot of pressure on us whereas I think maybe clubs like Aberdeen who were in Europe last year have got that pressure of trying to get back into Europe because that's when Aberdeen certainly are a club that you would always associate with qualifying for Europe so they have that extra pressure that we don't have ah, a nice wee bit of mind games there Andrew and oh, yes. Dave just uh, just now, you're, you're one to watch tomorrow. Um, I think we're, we can expect a big game from the captain, Graham Shinney. He missed out last week. He'll have been bitterly disappointed at that. Uh, it may well be that this is the fifth last game that we see Graham Shinney play for Aberdeen. But rest assured, his thoughts won't be drifting ahead to any moves to pastures new. He will be determined to get Aberdeen over the line. And he's got a decent record against Kilmarnock. He scored his first goal for Aberdeen, remember, against right. them. And they would love nothing more than to notch up another victory at Rugby Park. Dave? I'm going to go for Greg Stewart. Not hit his peak with Aberdeen yet, but tomorrow, wouldn't it be a, a great day to start showing the form that we know he can show? Absolutely. Now, yesterday the news broke from uh, Hamden that uh, uh, Alec McLeish was being relieved along with his backroom staff uh, with immediate effect. It's, uh, you know, the timing was strange. I mean, it was, it's a few weeks since we've had the last competitive game. Why make poor Alec, who's a, a lovely guy, wait for that length of time? Well, um, the, the problem is that the SFA won't come out and fill in the blanks. They're just put out in an email yesterday that Alec McLeish was leaving and as you say the backroom staff were all going as well so there's a complete rebuild job required now there are two important international qualifiers coming up in June that's not very far away there's only five league games and a cup final to be played by uh, the sides who you would anticipate the majority of the, the international squad to be coming from and they and probably less than that down in England. Uh, so it doesn't give whoever's going to be taking over the job an awful lot of time to collate their thoughts and, and how to lead the national side forward. But um, in terms of Alec, I just hope that this um, doesn't detract from the reputation that he built up as a fantastic player, a wonderful guy, and Scotland through and through. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, both managers in tomorrow's game being linked with the vacant position, Dave? Very interesting, yes. Uh, we asked Derek about being linked with the position and also, should a Scott succeed, Big Egg? I'm not getting thrown into that. You know, the, the big fella's just lost his job today and, um, you know, I've stated often enough about where uh, I see myself being here, I enjoy being here. I want it to be someone who who can give the whole country the confidence to move on and uh, you know really create that club spirit within the national setup. And um, I would like to think there's enough good Scottish managers out there who could do the job. So I don't say it has to be, but my preference would be it be a Scottish manager. I've been having a chat with the chair of the north of Scotland, Tartanami, Alan Duncan. Now he says that unfortunately Big Alex had to go, but he says the SFA board should follow him out the door. 
the players weren't really interested. I think Alex's body language wasn't good. The support had become disillusioned uh, with the performances. And the major question has to be, and has been for some time now, uh, about the actual people who are making these appointments. They are not being held to account. Henry McLeish carried out a review and nothing has changed. These people are still there. Uh, making decisions. All they do, though, you know, Alan McRae, Rod Peatley, etc., they put a chief executive in, out in front to to carry the can. Alan Duncan there. The other big talking point, of course, was uh, the fact that in the wake of uh, last Sunday, Tony Doherty has accepted a one-match ban, so he'll be in the touchline tomorrow. Um, and, uh, no, in the stand tomorrow. Uh, he'll be not in the touchline tomorrow, in the stand. <laughs> uh, Derek McInnes, uh, that will go to a hearing um, but again, sectarianism in football is something that just seems to be allowed to continue, continue, continue. Well, unfortunately, that is, seems to be the case, Dave, because, I mean, uh, everybody could hear what was being sung. It's not the first time. And, uh, you know, it's been highlighted here, there and everywhere. But the powers that be just bury their heads in the sand and, and say, well, we can't do anything because um, Celtic spoke to the, the Green Brigade or uh, a representative of the Green Brigade and... What are, what are we supposed to do? Well, I think the only thing that they can do is close sections of grounds, take points away. As soon as you start hitting a, a club in the pocket, be it um, lack of gate money or points deductions, meaning lack of prize money at the end of the season, that's the only time that the clubs will seriously do something to sort this out. But rest assured, um, it needs to be taken care of because everybody is sick and tired of it. It's a depressing state of affairs, Dave. It certainly is. There's absolutely no place for it in, in modern day society. It's like, you know, cavemen uh, mentality. That's that that's what it really is. Derek McInnes, his view is that much more must be done to tackle sectarianism in Scottish football. I don't think it gets a mention in any report or anything if I don't react. And that's not why I reacted. I'm, I'm regretted instantly reacting. Um, but... It's not to say that we, uh, it's a worthless cause, a, a hopeless cause. We need leadership to deal with us. Is that from within the game? Is that through the legal system? Everywhere, everywhere. But the people that can affect the change and implement the sanctions and the, the punishments that, that need to be given out. Right, let's hear from the, before we get to the predictor, let's hear from the kid in the kit room. The Dons have got Killy on Saturday. My prediction goes 3-1. To the Dons. Probably McKenna twice and Covgrove. I was going to put McGinn in for Covgrove, but I can't because he's injured. Hopefully the Dons will have a better game what they did on Sunday. Happy Easter! Yeah, happy Easter to you too. Yes, absolutely. Right, uh, predictor time. What's the latest, Andrew? Uh, Last week, Dave G scored six points. You... Scored four, Dave. I got four, and Willow Flood representing the Red Army got four. So the positions at the top of the table, working from the bottom, Red Army one, two, three. I've slipped to third, one hundred and forty. Dave G, you have rocketed into second place. I think you've peaked too early because there's still weeks to go. You're on one four one, and Dave, you're clinging on by your fingernails clinging. at the top of the table on one four two. So all to wow. play for. Photo finish. Absolutely. Well, uh, this week the Red Army represented. By our North Sound colleague Fiona Bentley Kerr. So that Fiona's predictions coming up shortly. But first of all, Dave, we'll start with the 
Hearts against Rangers at noon tomorrow. Hearts on a high after reaching the cup final last weekend. Rangers determined to cement second place. 1-1. Okay, Andrew? I think the Rangers' determination will be too much for a hard side, which, to be perfectly honest, is one-dimensional. It's lump it forward to Piezu and try and work off him. And I think Rangers will be wise to that tactic and will deal with it okay 2-1 Rangers Yeah I've gone for 2-1 Rangers as well 3 o'clock Hamilton Motherwell and Lanarkshire Derby Andrew um, Again you know you, you look at Hamilton and you think how are they going to get themselves out of trouble they always manage to do it it's a local derby against Motherwell but Motherwell have got a far better brand of football and if they play their football tomorrow they'll win 2-1 3-1 I've gone so Dave a, a goalless draw for me neither team in great form right now and for me, this does not have the makings of a classic. Yeah, another one that might not be quite described as a classic, Livingston against St Mirren, Dave. <laughs> uh, another draw for me, but uh, there will be goals, I feel. 1-1, one, one, I'm going for. Livy comfortable in the league after punching way above their weight this season. They've done remarkably well. Saints, though, desperate for a win as they look to move further away from Dundee at the bottom of the table, but 1-1 one, one for me. Andrew? Saints, one win away from home. Livingston 10 wins out of 17 at home 2-0 to Livingston Okay, I've gone for 1-1 in that one St Johnson, Dundee, Andrew Well, we saw Dundee last time we saw the Dons in action in the league and they looked a sorry bunch they were devoid of confidence and when you expected them to react Aberdeen going ahead against them there was just nothing there I can't see them getting anything at St Johnston 1-0 to the Saints in a horrible game of football Dave I'm going for the other way around St Johnston 0 Dundee 1 a very tense Tayside derby it is a must win for Dundee and I take them just to scrape a win I've gone for 2-2 on Sunday lunchtime Hibs against Celtic Dave a cracker in prospect, I think, at Easter Road on Easter Sunday. A share of the spoils for me in a four-goal th- four thriller. That's easy for me to say. 2-2. Two, two. Andrew? Yeah, four goals as well in my prediction, but three of them going to Celtic. 3-1 as they will all but seal the title. I've gone for 3-0 Celtic. And the best till last, Andrew, Rugby Park, Kilmarnock against Aberdeen. Well, I don't think we're going to see any repeat of uh, a couple of the 4-0 results that we've seen at Rugby Park. It's going to be very tight, but... Aberdeen have got the Indian sign on Kilmarnock at their home ground. They're going to make it 11 straight wins at Rugby Park, 1-0. Dave? The Dons certainly, as we know, they could do with with a pick-me-up after last weekend. Victory at what's been a very happy hunting ground for Aberdeen would set them up for a big push for the Europa League. I'm going 2-1 Aberdeen. I've gone for 2-0 Aberdeen, so let's get the Red Army this week represented by Fiona Bentley-Kerr. Fiona, let's start with... Hearts against Rangers, what's the scoreline going to be? I'm going to go with a draw there, one apiece. Hamilton against Motherwell? Hamilton nil, Motherwell two. Livingston v St Mirren? I'm also going to go for a draw here, one apiece again. OK, the Tayside Derby, St Johnson tackle Dundee. OK, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win for Dundee, so St Johnston nil, Dundee one. Hibs against Celtic. Hibs one, Celtic three. And we've saved the best to last, as we always do, Kilmarnock v Aberdeen. Well, we're going to go for no goals for Kilmarnock, but Aberdeen are going to manage to get two in the back of the net. 2-0 to the Aberdeen. 
In League 2 tomorrow, leaders Peter Herrer away to Elgin City and depending on results elsewhere, could potentially clinch the title. Here's Bluetoon boss Jim McAnally. We've got three cup finals ahead. Is That's just the way we need to look at it. We just take one game at a time and we just go to win as we always do. And, you know, having that wee edge hopefully will help us. I've been told all sorts of stats. They've lost six in the bounce and they've not scored against us in seven or eight games or something like that. And it doesn't matter. It's like last week now. It doesn't matter where... We lose a goal in the 92nd minute. I said that to the players. What's happened has happened. And the only thing you can do anything about is the future. And we just play this game and its merits. And hopefully we can we can go and win it. Hopefully they can. Indeed, Andrew uh, Highland League Cove clinching the, the league title again. Well done to them. Yes, uh, a terrific season from the boys from Balmoral Stadium once again. Uh, they will be presented with the trophy tomorrow when they take on Clark. And manager John Sheridan is paying tribute to what has been a squad effort. Winning the league for us this year has been a means to an end to, to get into the playoffs and um, and hopefully try and achieve our ambition of getting into the Scottish League. So it, it was just about making sure we had a strong enough squad to, to compete for the whole season. We've played guys in, in different positions. We've rotated the squad. In the early part, we were a bit tight for numbers because Grant Campbell and Sam Burnett were coming back from injury. But overall, they've all been fantastic. The quality of the football they've played this year has been as good as I can remember. But also, we've, we've defended really, really well as a team and shown some great character in games to get results. In the juniors, it's the Inter-Regional Cup quarterfinals. Bank City against Hermes. Brotty Athletic at home to Dice. Montrose Rosalie faced Dundee North End. And in the Super League with Bank City having won the league for the fourth year in a row. All attention now at the bottom with teams. Big games tomorrow for Ellen against Dufftown. Because both of these are, both sides are still in danger of going down. And there's, say, potentially the top two in the first division. Bankley St Ternan play Fraserburgh United at Milton Park. But the big focus this weekend is down Rugby Park tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock kickoff for Kilmarnock against the Dons. That's your lot from the Red Friday team. Have a great weekend, a great Easter weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday.